This is Dove Gordon from ProfitableRelationships.com. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of ProfitableRelationships.com, Dove Gordon. Dove talks about how in his early days, he was collecting knowledge and eventually he learned that it's about creating conversations with those around him. Dove lets us know how to create well-placed people around you to move forward by keeping it simple. And Dove explains how to increase the number of conversations you're having with the people you know you want to reach. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have got the founder, the CEO of ProfitableRelationships.com, Dove Gordon. Dove, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Absolutely. When the listeners realize all the value that you're bringing today, and uh, they either want to connect or learn more about you, where's the best place personally or through social to reach out to you? And I think you might even have a link for us today as well. Oh, I mean, they can, well, they can get to me at ProfitableRelationships.com forward slash mastermind effect. We put up some training that perhaps I can well, explain what it is, but uh, just for your listeners at that link. Perfect. Check it out. We'll have that in the show notes. And uh, let's uh, let's dive into this. You know, our ability to learn and have access to people over the last five, 10 years to me is it's really changed. It's really increased. When you and I were younger, it was textbooks and teachers. And, you know, I mean, then that rolls into family, friends, coworkers, but it's a sliver of really what's possible at the end of the day. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Well, um, let's see, early years, I guess it depends how far back you go, right? There's school. And um, I'd say, you know, I started off, I mean, I've always learned from books. You know, as a teenager, I would, we had a library block away. And ever since I discovered the uh, business and self-help sections in the local library, I've been reading those books. So I think the first book I, I came across was called Million Dollar Habits by Robert J. Ringer. I don't know if you, you, you heard that one. You've read that one? I have heard of the book. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. So I read a few of his books. He's also had a book called uh, Winning Through Intimidation, which was later released with a less um, a less controversial title. And because it was misunderstood, it wasn't it wasn't about learning how to intimidate people. And then, you know, over time, you know, I started uh, coaching and consulting in the early 2000s. I uh, sought out mentors and uh, coaches to work with because I felt it was, I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. I knew I had some talent and abilities. I knew I cared, but I, I clearly didn't, you know, it turned out that it's not enough to be good at something. Uh, people do not beat a path to your door. You have to learn how to market and sell it. And it's not, I don't consider myself to be a natural marketer or salesperson. So that's, uh, that was something I had to learn. And took a number of years. I feel like the first seven, maybe eight years were like pushing boulders up the hill only to watch them roll right back down. Like, uh, was it Sisyphus, I think. And, um, 
things started to click into place over time. And, and I started to realize that there are other paths. You know, I, yeah, the ones we see are the path of the charismatic guru. You know, you say, how do I get clients? And everybody uh, has the, the big promise for you. But not everybody is interested in being out there and, and you know, posting on Facebook or Instagram five times a day. Some people just really, they, they thrive on um, being what I call an under-the-radar leader in your industry. So, but throughout all of it, I've always learned from books. I've always learned from coaches. I've always learned from, you know, you know some trainings here or there. So um, I suppose what's changed per se is that I think that in the early days, I was collecting more knowledge, more information, and then more recent years, it really is more about synthesizing in conversations with colleagues and coach or, uh, and, and also just learning to implement and live more of what I know intellectually, which is always a challenge. I think for many people is like, we all know certain things. We're not living it. And I have to remind myself that, you know, cause I love to learn new things that, you know, for most of what I need right now, it's not necessarily to learn more and more. It's to live more and more of what I already know. So, uh, and that's another way of learning that is a different kind of learning. And that is often the hardest and the most important. Yeah. It's to, it's to live the life of abundance, happiness, and, and where that really takes you, you know, from a day-to-day perspective, because then it's, you're able to have the ability to sit there and say, oh, I don't work. You know, I get to have fun conversations. I get to, to collect new people and hang out and just, and just, I learn by listening mm-hmm. and that, that takes a whole new level. And Hey, it's not saying that reading the books, you know, past and present are not, you know, in your oh, life yeah. because those oh, are still play an important part, but it's, it's those conversations or those experiences around us, yeah, which really help change, you know, experiences, learning, just information as, as a whole, there's, there's probably more information, more places to learn it than ever before. And to me, it can be confusing. Some people, they learn through accountability buddies, some people through masterminds, coaching, online courses. There's a lot of ways to learn. Mm-hmm. Who are you currently learning from and how did you connect with them? Who am I currently learning from? I mean, I've got a number of answers to that. Yeah. I, I learned from um, I just got off a call with somebody who uh, has, you know, reached out to me, and I I just couldn't stop asking questions because she what she's doing in her life is just remarkable, uh, and nothing that anybody would necessarily know about, but just you know the way she's balancing her family and business and and other things, just uh, I couldn't do it. So that's uh, I learned from that. I learned from a coach I'm working with who um, I met years ago because uh, somebody introduced us and I actually did some subcontracting work with him going back many years. Uh, and, and just recently I, I approached him. I said, I think, I think I, I think you can help me with certain things that I need some work on. And I work, work I, I learned from conversations with colleagues and clients. You know, I've, I've, I lead two networks, uh, what I call alchemy networks. And one of them is a network of colleagues of mine, which I've been running for about 10 years. Another is a network of current, you know, past and perhaps future clients. And I learned from them. Uh, you learn so much more from teaching. It's nothing new. It's not a new, you know, but we all think we, uh, until we sit down and start to really understand, you know, how, what someone else's day is really like, like, what are they getting stuck on? You know, um, we, at what, what I do just to give a little context, you know, that my focus has become really helping other consultants and experts build what I call alchemy networks uh, as a way of becoming 
under the radar leaders in their industry and getting paid for a lot of the, you know, the relationship marketing that they're probably doing already, the networking and so on. And, and really creating what I think was a backdoor into their clients, uh, their client's office. And a big part of that is, is, um, is conversations. You know, it's like you really, you get to talk to great people. So I, I lead two of them and, um, that's, you know, that's the, uh, that's where I learned the most. Yeah. It's, it's the conversations. It almost sounds like, you know, you, with the alchemy network, which, you know, we'll probably get into a little bit. Uh, there's maybe a, a feel of a hot seat situation to where, you know, people can listen and then they can get feedback and you can share the experiences of what you're going through. And then people can kind of feed in through that and give their own experiences and how it might pertain to you. Does that sound about, I mean, something of what you're doing? That's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. It's not all of it. It's part of it. Yeah, small yeah. sliver of it. And I, I look forward to to learning a little bit more about that here in a little bit. Uh, you know, getting stuck. A lot of people, they get stuck and they don't know how to get out of their own way. It's like you can't see the picture through the frame and you've got some mm-hmm. amazing pictures behind you if you look at the, uh, the leadership and uh, what they represented at one point. Right behind you, and I know the listeners can't see, but it's Washington, Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, and then I'm kind of lost on some of the other pictures, but... Eisenhower. Eisenhower. There we go. Eisenhower. So some amazing uh, leaders out there. But we you know we get stuck, and uh, we're still going through some form of a pandemic. You know, no matter where you're at in the world, still going through a pandemic. And to me, it, it allows us to have a reset in how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds and coaching helped you when you're looking to reset and get unstuck? Just be, by leading the network that I do, it's called the JVMM. That's the first one that I, that I started over ten years ago. Um, I, you know, I started with a handful of people I'd met in various courses that I was in or programs I'd taken online. I'd reached out and said, "Hey, I'm starting this. Here's why. It's all, here's what it's all about. Do you want to join?" And they say, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And I have access to well over a hundred really good people around the world, any time of day or night. If I have any kind of question about my business. I could send that out and I'll get quality responses within minutes to hours. If I want to get on a call with, you know, pretty much any of them, I could. And they're happy to share with me and I'm happy to do the same for them. You know, I just, uh, a member in my network um, is kind of sorting through, struggling, trying to think through some aspect of of what's next in his business. We, we send some emails back and forth and then, you know, it's just, you know, here, schedule a call. Let's talk. Because we all need to get out of our own head, and it's remarkable that a lot of the, a lot of times what you what you could do for your own clients, you struggle to do for yourself. I think a lot of coaches feel like a fraud because they feel like, well, I, if I'm so good at this, why am I struggling with this myself? I mean, I and the other voice says, yeah, but you are helping your clients; they're doing better because of you. Yeah, but so why am I struggling myself? And there's that imposter syndrome that a lot of people struggle with, and then people say, so we we, we feel that. If I, we end up shooting, you know, kind of undermining ourselves in that type of situation. But we have to realize there are certain things that you just cannot do for yourself. You you cannot see your own situation with the the clarity that you can see a client situation with your own situation. You've got your worries, you've got your fears, you've got your, you know, there's there's a lot of emotion entangled, and that's frankly why they need you because they can't see their situation. It's a combination of of your your distance and perspective um, plus your skill set the skills, whatever skills you're bringing as a coach and consultant. You know, when I hear that uh, occasionally and not to take us, you know, down something too far is, uh, I don't know, I forget what the triangle is and you've got the, uh, the hero or the, the rescuer, you've got the victim and then you've got the, the villain. 
And I think sometimes there are cases where the the hero um, rescuer, which is the coach, um, it, it creates the villain to help the victim, and 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 it continues this this triangle of you know without me you can't accomplish this. Now I'm not saying in the case that you're talking about there, but I think in some some coaches occasional experience why they can't get out of their own way is because they haven't found that right coach or that right that right group that's helping them get through their own hurdles and then that's where the guru comes into place you know as opposed to the result leader is is the guru that's able to accomplish this and really they're just continuing a a, a triangle of where the the victim can't ever get out of their own way because they they're, they're both of them are creating that that villain i don't know if that I heard of I heard of that triangle just recently. I forgot what it's called, and I don't remember. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm, it's it's not anything new. I, I mean, yeah. So no, I, yeah, I've, I've heard new. about it, but um, you know, I I mean, uh, we might be going down a tangent, but uh, you know, I don't I don't think a coach isn't the hero for the client, mm-hmm. right? Or, or shouldn't oh, be. Oh, great! Shouldn't be the hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once yeah, to, you know. Yeah, wants to be the leader. You want to be the leader to help get them there. And a lot of the time, you know, the cool thing about the right coaches like like Dove, like it, they they find something in you that's already there, and you you yeah. just you pull it out, and they're like, oh my gosh, this this big revelation. You're like, yeah, it's been sitting there the whole time. You know, just true extrapolating the right stuff that's sitting there, and it, and and that's what the right mastermind, what the right coach will do for you. So you know, I mean, speaking of masterminds, they've been around truthfully for a long time if you think about it the first one was probably the apostles and then from there benjamin franklin creates the junto club or the leather apron club and then eventually guy by the name of napoleon hill writes a book and kind of rounds out what a mastermind is as there continues to be a huge boom in self-education coaching masterminds mentorship where do you see the parallels going between self-education and standard education being university and college going forward parallels yeah, where do you see them going? Like, how do you see how do you see the shift? The how do you see them changing as, as the world continues to change? Where do you see self education and standard education, the importance of them, and how they're going to change going forward? All that I see is I think that people are going to need to take more and more responsibility uh, for their education. Uh, unfortunately, it seems that our Western education systems are really uh, abandoning, not, I mean, that may not be the right word, but they're not making sure that our students are learning true life skills. Uh, and instead, they're teaching them all sorts of fascinating, interesting things, uh, but I don't know that they're learning, you know, obviously there are exceptions and we're painting with broad strokes here, but uh, bottom line is you do need to be responsible for your education. And if you're a kid in high school, obviously it's, uh, you know, it might be, little hard to do, but you can still start then just like I did reading, reading books, gaining some skills at the time, um, taking small steps, uh, but recognize that education is not like, you know, as what's it was a Mark Twain who said, never let your schooling interfere with your education. So I guess in, in a certain sense, uh, you know, probably human nature does not change. We have not changed for, you know, as long as we've been here. Um, it's just a matter of the, the, the setups, the societal arrangements and so on, or, but fundamentally, there's always going to be people trying to push their agendas on us in their own convoluted way. And we need to figure out, well, what am I trying to accomplish and why? And nobody can tell us what that should be, although people will try. Uh, and then what's my plan for getting there? And then what are the skills or know-how or knowledge I need to acquire in order to follow the steps to get to where I want to go? Yeah. And I think the sooner you know, standard education kind of takes a look at it from that perspective, 
I think you'll see a greater interest in, in what the students are able to accomplish as they're going through the, you know, the, the junior high, high school, and then, you know, you know, continuing their education going forward. If they sit there and say, what is it that's important? Like, I still sit there and say, why is it that I need to take biology class? Like I get it from some aspects or, you know, you know, the study of rocks, but what is that really going to do for me other than checking a box that I filled a credit hour, you know, in, in, in the back of my mind, it just, it seems, it seems a little outdated. And Hey, I, I went through standard education. I've got a four-year degree in finance, but you know, I've always said, unless my son wants to be a doctor, nurse, engineer, something that, you know, Hey, I, he's going to be operating on me. I want him to have that piece of paper. Gosh. It's uh, a quarter million dollars in debt just doesn't seem to really have a good trade-off depending on what you're looking for. Uh, in, in the United States and perhaps other countries too. I mean, there I've talked to, I remember talking to a, a potential client who was, you know, it just made no sense to me. He was about to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars um, that he didn't just have lying around, it seemed, or he had it and he was trying to decide if he's going to get the help that he needs to grow his business or, or, or you know, another year of college for his kid. I don't know. Um, it's not what the kids need. You yeah. know, it's not, it's just not what the kids need. I, I don't think that college is, uh, from, from everything I understand, it's more about the network that you develop, uh, the relationships that you build than what you learn. Because most people, by the time they are out of college, either they learn things that are not relevant for their job that they end up taking, or it's uh, you know it's outdated pretty quickly. Now, again, I'm not talking about um, you know accounting or I mean even finance. I, I don't know exactly what you learned, but I imagine a lot of that was practical for you over the years, right? That that must have been very practical. With uh, I mean, you you built a business and in a financial business, an aspect of finances, and still running your business. It wasn't a small business. So I imagine that was uh, that served you well. But if you had gone for you know something less less practical, you know underwater but basket even, weaving. But yeah, but even 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 when you go for finance, right? I mean, you probably had to take all sorts of other courses that were not related. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I I mean I I see a shift coming. I see a shift happening just in how how they're going to do it going forward, and that excites me. You know, I'm well, I'm see. There'll be a shift, but the question is to what? Because there'll always be this human need to feel like they're part, I'm part of something. And so what is it that drives somebody to spend, you know, re, you know, to get $250,000 in debt or even $100,000 in debt to go to a certain college? What, what is it? It's not because they feel like, oh, that's really what I need. And that's what we tell ourselves. But uh, who was it who said, uh, I forgot who, who got this quote, right? You know, there, there are two reasons a man buys something. You know, one is the one is the reason he tells his wife and the other one is the truth, right? The real reason. So, um, you know, why, why do we spend a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars on a college, uh, on a, on a, you know, a college degree? Uh, so we tell ourselves it's, it's necessary. Um, but the truth is it's not. And right. you know, it's, it, so I, I, I don't know what will change, but what won't change is that we'll always be drawn to, um, to feel like we need to be part of this or that tribe. And I think what we really need to learn is to be able to grow our self-awareness. You know, why are we doing things? You know, I was looking recently, I've been like just kind of dabbling a little bit in the, uh, in the, the, you know, the penny stock market, just curious about it. I find it fascinating, like the psychology of it. And, and I realized that a lot of people are, are, um, are buying a stock, not because it's going to make the money, but to be part of a movement, to be part of like, it's silly. It's just, it's really silly. Like people get all excited about this or that stock that they know very little about. And they've, you know, and, and they've, they're communicating uh, 
on, you know, various social media platforms, encouraging each other. And, oh, you know, when it goes up, they're all excited. When it goes down, they're all, but it's more about being, they're not approaching it the way you would approach it if you, if you were strictly looking to make money. Right. I think it's twofold. I think I, I I hadn't thought about the uh, looking to belong, but definitely. And the other one, it's legalized gambling. Really, at the end of the day, the stock market's legalized gambling. And so it's like going to Vegas, you know, hitting the roulette wheel or playing craps. And it's just like, you know, you want the highs and you don't like the lows, but it, it allows you to have conversation through community. Absolutely. I hadn't seen that way. So love it. Love it. Well, so just talking about people in general, typically when they invest in their future, away from the penny stocks, but when they invest in their future, um, they have a better than vague idea than what they're going to get. I actually know some people who've done really well with penny stocks, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, I am not knocking it. So, uh, yeah. Um, But, you know, when when people start investing in their future, I think the best investment is themselves, higher than the stock market, higher than the housing market, because... I can't control the housing and stock market, but the person that I can control, the investment I can control is myself, the highest ROI. What should someone expect when they decide to enter your reality and work with ProfitableRelationships.com? Well, I mean, the the people that we work with are people who are some kind of consultant or coach or expert or professional service firm owner, and they have a, a valuable skill, a valuable process that they could bring to a client. And generally their clients will come from referrals or relationships of some kind. Maybe someone heard you speak and then they want to talk to you, but it could, you know, if, especially in the corporate world, but it could take six months until they're ready to move. Right. So what, what the problem is that referrals are unpredictable. Relationships take a lot of time. And what do you do with these people? Or you know, like I said earlier, not everybody's interested in becoming an online celebrity. Not everybody's interested in becoming a, a, an industry guru. The fact is that most people are not interested in building a multi seven figure business and scaling from, from my experience and my observation. And, and also true for me, most people are interested in, in a, a nice, good mid to upper six figures with a life where they can enjoy that, you know, the extra cash help some family members, perhaps go travel, you know, hopefully again soon. Right. So it's just, um, it, it, this is what people really are looking for. And the challenge, of course, is that you wake up in the morning and you ask, well, how do I get clients? I'm good at this. I've got this valuable skill or, or they are getting clients, but it's inconsistent. So what we're doing is we're helping them build a very simple um, marketing and selling process um, based on the relationships where you become, instead of becoming the, you know, the, the, the celebrity in your industry, um, instead of becoming the one that everybody knows, which is uh, very hard to do, you become what I think of as the under the radar leader in your industry. And that looks like if you have 30, 50, 100, 150 um, relationships with people who are well-placed, well-placed people across your industry, and you know how to work that network, and perhaps you bring them together in what I call an alchemy network, uh, which creates extra value for them as well as for you, you'll, you'll have all the clients that you want. The, what's lacking usually is, is simplicity. We overcomplicate things and we don't turn it into a, a process. Uh, we don't turn it into a simple process that can work day in, day out. Um, and, uh, that's why people are, are, um, going in circles. What we do is we help them simplify, get, get that focused and take things that they're already doing for free and turn them into a new revenue stream. That's a high level. We can go deeper as, as much as you want. Yeah, no, that's, no, I appreciate that. That's a big thing right there. Simplify. I want that to really yeah. sink in. We've had a few people that we've talked about that. Justin Breen talks about simplifying. Dove Gordon talks about simplifying, and and so, and and a couple other that we've inter- that we've we've interviewed. 
simplify, don't overcomplicate it because you don't know what's really causing your system to break when you have too many pieces in there. And I think when you let that sink in, wait, I can, this can be simple and still be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, the people that you work with, you know, from time to time, maybe they surprise you, but when they finish working with you or they continue working with you, I'd be, I'd love to hear a success story from the aspect of if you can give names and examples, that's great. If not, but what was an outcome? Because person X comes through, works with you and your company and the outcome was why, because of mm -hmm. it, I'd love to hear what that is. So I'll, I'll tell a, a quick story. Um, I was working with a client of mine. This is one of the first clients just in the last couple of years that I, I started helping other people to build these alchemy networks. And it's something that I was doing for so many years that I was thinking, and I was thinking like, maybe I should, maybe I should help people do this. And maybe I should make that my business. And then the, you know, the doubter inside, which we all have is like, but, but dope, but what's the big deal? Everybody can do this. Anybody can do it. It's just so easy. I mean, all you do is this, that, and that. And then, so I figured, okay, let me start. Let me, let me start and see what happens. And I started working with uh, a client and I suggested, I said, you know, I think that you should build your own alchemy network. And he said, well, what does that mean? And I explained it to him. And then over time, I work with several other people uh, and I've, I've come to see that, you know, I, I was a victim of the expert's trap, you know, the trap of the expert where you, things that I find easy, uh, you just assume that everybody else finds them easy as well. And I'm just really saying that because uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are also in the expert's trap. Things that you find easy, uh, it, it could still be tremendously valuable to other people. So that's that's number one. So well, I started with him and, I, and he's a, 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 his name is Mike. Um, he's a consultant um, helping manufacturers, uh, half billion dollar plus manufacturers with their new product innovation. Helping them, you know, these companies are looking to develop new products because you have to always be developing new products. And the problem is that, you know, the senior manager is always being asked, well, the CEO, managing director, always being asked, people coming to him and saying, we need more money, we need more people, we need more resources, we need more time. And it, it doesn't seem to matter, though. There's always going to be delays. Things will always take out, take longer. And he has a very powerful way of really shifting things so that they are able to get a lot more done for the same price or even less. So... You know, I was working with him on on creating a simple marketing and selling system to reach people, but we, we realized that that where is this opportunity for him, right? So I said, well, we identified R and D directors who are level down from uh, one or two levels down from the the CEO of these half billion dollar or billion dollar plus businesses, and I and we realized that we could, he could start a a what we call an alchemy network for them. They're a lot easier to reach than the CEO, so it's a way of getting his foot in the door. And he started reaching out to them cold through LinkedIn. We, we worked on some messaging and we refined it and we refined it. And, and over time, he was getting responses and people getting on calls and people joining his alchemy network. And now what he has is he has a network of, I don't know what the numbers are, because uh, but, but you know, last we talked, it was in the you know, like 30, 35 or so, maybe, maybe more. R&D directors spread across uh, at companies doing half billion dollars or more. Many of them are, are potential ideal clients for him. So now he's got his foot in the door. And what happens is that we, we, de we developed a process where he has a lower priced offer for the R&D directors, where he does something with them within their domain uh, at a price that is within their budget. 
And the idea is that after several months, they've made progress. And now it's where now the R&D director feels the confidence to go to the, the managing director, CEO and say, hey, look what I did with Mike. We accomplished all this. But beyond this, we need to bring in the other departments. And that's one of the challenges of selling his consulting is that it's six to seven figures and it requires multiple departments to, coll- to collaborate. So it really does need to be, uh, it's going to, the CEO is going to make a decision about it. So, but they're very hard to reach CEOs of companies of that size. So we created an alchemy network of recommenders. And I'm just emphasizing that because there are three types of members that you can have in your alchemy network. It could be colleagues who market and sell to similar audiences. Uh, and then you collaborate and support and promote each other to your audiences. It could be a, a network of ideal clients and it could be a network of recommenders. So uh, those are three different different models. And, and I, I share uh, more about that at, at the, the free video trainings that we put up at ProfitableRelationships.com forward slash mastermind effect. There you go. And, and, and uh, Dove is giving you something free right there. Go after it. Listen, when this episode airs, I highly recommend you going over there. I mean, think about it. He's, he's giving you the roadmap for the three type of people in what he calls his alchemy network. And who doesn't want people out there that are like soldiers, that are people selling for you? Like you don't have to sell. You're helping people out in very large corporations that have access to people that you want to gain access to, the decision makers. And they're saying, hey, we need this. Yeah. And, and, and for some people, it's not necessarily right for everybody, but for some people, what you, what you do is you form an alchemy network where you're charging one to $2,000 a year for membership. And now a lot of the networking or virtual networking or conversations that you're having with people, potential clients, they may not be ready for... Here, here's something that happens, Brandon, right? You, you're talking to a potential client and, and they say, you know, Brandon, I love what you're talking about. I love what you're doing, but we just, we're so overwhelmed right now. I really think that we, I want to do what you're suggesting. Let's talk in six months. We'll be ready then. And that's legitimate, right? It's often legitimate. They, they're not necessarily blowing you off. Uh, so you're ambitious. You make a note five months from now on your calendar. You get back to him in five months and he says, oh, Brandon, I wish you'd gotten back to me last month. Just a few weeks ago, we started with this other competitor of yours. It's happened to anybody who sell, sold, right? For you know more than five or six months. Uh, the problem is, that, so what do you do? What could you do? Well, you could add them to your email list and with their permission, that's a great thing to do. The problem is that you don't know if they're opening it. And even if you see they're opening it, you don't know if they're reading it. It's one-way communication. You could send them stuff. Oh, here's a book I thought about you. Here's an article I thought about you, right? Also one way, and it's kind of feels forced in many cases. But what if instead you say, hey, Bob, totally makes sense. I really get it. It makes a lot of sense to finish these projects first and then, and then to move into what we're talking about. But because it is an issue, I have a network, it's called the This and That Network, and it's comprised of the people that you really do want to be talking to and getting to know and learning more from and so on. They're on the same path with you. They're in other companies and and whatever, you explain the big idea and you explain a little bit of how it works in just a few sentences. It's only $1,000 a year. It's only $2,000 a year. And that's because I just want to make sure, I want to know who wants to be there. Why don't you join? And that's just a way you can ask me any questions about all the things that may come up between now and when you're ready. Okay, sure, let's do it. And now what's just happened is now you're building a community of your ideal clients in this case, right? It's one of our three three member types. And not only that, but now it's two-way communication. Six weeks from now, you can reach out to Bob and say, hey, Bob, let's get on the phone for 10 minutes so I can ask you, I want to find out what you're, what you're dealing with so I can kind of direct conversations in a way that's good for you, helpful for you and everybody else. 10 minutes, you got back and forth. You, you now have 
a foot in the door. You've got, you know, kind of backdoor access to potential clients that you're not going to lose to some other uh, competitor who just happens to show up a few months after you did. You are now getting paid for a lot of the free networking that you've been doing for years now. And consultants like the idea of being able to start earning 50, 100, 150, $200,000 a year um, from largely things that they're already doing. And that's, that's what we're, we're doing. That's what I'm showing people how to do. Wow. And it's a lot of fun. And, and I'm discovering that it's, uh, like I said, in terms of the experts curse, it's not that simple. Um, you know, what happens is like a, a client gets stuck on something and I hear, well, what are you stuck on? And they tell me You're stuck on this. And I was, Oh, okay. Like it didn't even occur to me that that would be an obstacle. But once we have in our heads, this or that, that we're stuck on, we can't take action. And that's a big part of my role as a coach and consultant and so on is to help people see their way around the corner and then they can run straight, run free. Simplify, clarify, see around corners. Exactly. There, there you go. I love it. I love it. Where do you guys, so where do you host your communication back and forth? Um, Facebook groups or what are you guys using? I don't do Facebook groups for this. Um, I think that it's not the right platform. I actually use Google groups. So it's an email-based conversation. I recommend that. Not everybody does that and that's fine. I'm sure that there's always more than one right answer depending on who it is, but I think it's important for anybody starting a network to understand the various considerations and then yeah. uh, to understand why I, I think Google groups or, or, or something like that, uh, which is email-based is uh, the right way to go. Uh, and then they can make their decision. But most of my clients do end up going with that because it's just, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of advantages to it. It's yeah. uh, everybody in business has email. Um, they're using, they're checking their email. Um, there's a certain intimacy uh, when people are part of a conversation by email that you don't have necessarily in Facebook groups, uh, in a network, your uh, alchemy network, anyway, you're curating people. It's not just anybody who wants to could join, even if they're willing to pay. So there's, um, you know, I've, I found that that really works uh, quite well. Yeah. Awesome. I, as we, uh, got a few more questions as we come to the closer to the end here, I feel that, um, you know, there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like the wins are easier when the world is winning. But I think ingenuity and creativity happen when we feel the squeeze and the world's still feeling some form of a squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Well, I'm, I'm really, um, my JVMM network, that's the network of colleagues, is really growing nicely. I'm constantly getting uh, new nominations from people in, in the network. I mean, that's that's pretty much what where the new members come from. Uh, all nominations of existing members, which is exactly the way you, you know, ideally that's how you want. It doesn't always have to be that way. And uh, my Under the Radar Leaders Network, that's the second network where I'm helping, working with consultants who are looking to, to grow through a profitable relationships in one form or another, leveraging relationships. Um, that's my focus. We have that network and I'm focused on, on really making that into something magical. Like, you know, what I, what I think is uh, really a, a, a premier community for um, the right kind of consultants who fit, uh, you know, or, in, around the world. I mean, that, that sounds very hyperbolic, hyperbolic, and, and I guess it is, but uh, that's my focus, looking to turn that into a place where like the educated people are continuously becoming the one who naturally causes the results that you want. That's really the, the core idea behind it. It's, we, we, all, we can always learn skills and we always have to, and that's a part of it. But at the end of the day, it's about becoming the one who naturally causes the results that you want. There you go. Love it, love it. All right, last one. What is a tip a tactic 
an actionable item that if someone implemented this over the next 30, 60, 90 days that was listening right now would see a real impact on their business or personal life? Wow. Um, that's a broad question, but I'll give it a shot, right? Uh, if we if we narrow it down to the, the context of uh, growing your, your client base, getting more clients, it, it really just, um, just increase the number of conversations that you're having with pretty much anybody that you could reach. Know who you're looking to reach and have conversations. A lot of people are not having conversations and, and you know, conversations lead to clients. Over time, you'll be able to clarify or sharpen who you're having conversations with, what you're doing in those conversations, how you're leading them. But for most people, if you're not having somewhere between five and 10 conversations a week, you're probably not even close. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. It's a numbers game at the end of the day. Plus, when you're when you're when you're <clears throat> reaching for the people that you want to connect with, that can help you move the needle forward. I mean, you can find the win-win-win. You're not going to them saying, "Hey, exactly. you know, what can you do for me?" It's you're 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 leading with the value add, the 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 give mentality. Have more quality conversations. Yep, that's the reality. And if you're like, "Hey, I don't have time," look at the conversations you're currently having. And I'm going to bet that you could probably pull a couple of those conversations out of your proverbial cup and refill them with quality conversations. Yeah, that would be the next step. So, all right. Well, Dove, I appreciate everything that you brought today. I love the simplify, clarify message that we're talking about and the three type of people that people can learn when they're building an alchemy network. We've got the CEO of ProfitableRelationships.com, Dove. Gordon, Dove, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.